Should we get stuck in? Yes. Yes. I'm excited. Yeah, let's get yep. stuck in. Welcome to the Night Shift Football Podcast, the pod named after the fact that in Australia, you need to stay up till all hours of the night to watch live, and let me stress the live football part on your telly, because, you know, you got those mentalists that kind of, uh, they'll go to work in the morning, not check their phone, not talk to people, avoid every human contact all day, just so they can watch a 90-minute replay at five o'clock in the afternoon. Fuck that. We want live football. And to get that, you got to stay up all night and you'll catch it from the French League, Italian League, Spanish League, German League, and the coveted English First Division. That's what we're going to call it for the season. I reckon the English First Division, the Premier League's out the window and we're going old school. English First Division. I was thinking back to March 2020 when COVID hit and plunged us into a world without football, but after a few months, it all came flooding back and we've barely had a chance to take a breath since. The Premier League came and went, then came and went again, and it has no sooner come and gone and the Euros rolled around and it showed up with its cheap, shitty cousin, the Copa America. Football did not go home, it went to Rome. Messi won, etc., etc., etc. But no sooner, no sooner did the Euros and Copa come and go and the Olympics showed up on our doorsteps trying to sell us cookies. The Matildas gave it a crack, and the blokes, oh boy. The blokes started off great and progressively cliff-dived out of the tournament before boozing at home on a party plane. But, another but, the Olympics have no sooner come and gone, and look where we are, right on the verge of another season of European football. It gets underway this weekend, and what better way to get your football audio fixed than by tuning into us, two raving morons on the internet. So once more, joining me for another season to rip through it all is Westlake's very own Tommy Fortinio. Mate, how you doing? Are you pumped for football's big return slash continuation? It never ends. I'm here. I'm ready. I love that you just shouted out where I live on the podcast. Excellent. Thank you for that. And- Westlakes is a big place. Westlakes is a big place. No one's going to find you. It's fine. All right. All right. I can sleep safely. I can sleep safe. Uh, sound I can cut night, it man. out later if you want. You just slide into my DMs. <laughs> let me know. I'll cut it. We'll just bleep it out. No, I'm ready, man. And I've got an open door policy. If you are up at two in the morning watching the games properly, like you bloody well should be, come on in. We'll watch them yeah. together. We'll watch some obscure French league, bloody breast versus Clermont foot. I'm happy. I'm here for that. I love a bit of Clermont foot. There's nothing like a bit of Clermont foot versus breast in France. It just really makes makes your morning. Why are there so many like body parts named after French uh, uh, teams? It doesn't make any sense. Are there or is there just the two that I just noted off the top of my head? Look, that's a lot. Okay. Two is more than most in many nations. Two is plenty. Two is plenty. Uh, Well, I guess... We want to start with the uh, the big talking point of the week, which has to be the Leo Messi. Uh, what are we calling this? Uh, ship jump? Messi gate? Messi gate? <laughs> yes, yes. Let's call it Messi gate. Messi gate. Uh, <laughs> thoughts? <laughs> Where do you even start with this? I thought I thought the big news this week you were going to say was Paramount Plus launching, <laughs> which oh. we're all very psyched about. 
<laughs> yeah, no, well, we can get to that later if we really need to, but there's plenty of other stuff to cover in between. No, nah, so. fuck it. The A-League has yeah, two months it. to go. We'll, It'll get we'll let that drip. Yep. Um, I just, it all happened so quickly, but at the same time, it was very protracted. Like we saw yep. this last season with Messi when he was angling for this new deal slash Barcelona were already starting to let players go in order to comply with their um, financial regulation rules in Spain. Yep. This, it's been a long time coming, but I woke up this morning with a push notification like it's official Messi's at PSG. And I thought, fuck me, that's really fast. Like, I can't yeah. believe this is the new reality we're in. Um, yeah, like it was, I just find it, I don't know, I've, I've been commenting on social media this week. I'm not really buying into the sob story. And like a few people have made the point that like, you know, because I was making the point that he uh, last year, you know, he couldn't get out fast enough. He was trying to bolt out was going to take him to court over it might have even taken him to court over. i don't know or threatened them to ended up staying but now we're hearing that maybe it's to do with the new president and blah 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 and like you know is uh loving a club loving a club and not liking the president are they enough to like leave if you love it that much you know and to say stuff like oh you know me and my family are ready to stay here forever you weren't ready to stay here forever because last year you were, had your bags packed you're walking out the door, you're shipping them off. And that's, uh, and this is all before we even get to the, we've commented on here before about his uh, increasing wage. And you can argue whether or not you think his wage is worth it. And most people would argue it is for the marketing alone, but you can't just, it's not sustainable to increase your wage that much every year and then still expect or demand that a team be built around you. Uh, this is like a, an inevitable thing that's been on the cards for Barcelona for some years now. That's, that's exactly it. There's, there's two stories here. There is Messi as the individual and then there's Barcelona as the football club. And we've come to the point now where Barcelona just figuratively could not afford to keep Messi at the club. They're paying something like 110% on wages per their income each season. And that is... One, you know, just remarkably unsustainable. And two, it's violate. Oh, it's so dumb. It's so, I saw a really good post. Someone tracked it back in the first really dumb signing they made six years ago, Arda Turan, after he had two yeah. really good seasons at Atleti. But it was almost like every transfer after that and every wage deal after that it was set at this precedent that put them onto this path that, yeah. you know, eventually has ended in Messi being required to go. And so... I can see why Messi now, he has the opportunity to put out the narrative of his sob story and him, you know, saying, you know, everything that he said so far, which is not a lot because I think his main statement was, I'd taken time to think of words to express myself and I still can't. And then two days later, he signed up for PSG. So his actions are expressing more than his words are at the moment. Yeah. For... Yeah, don't, don't, don't get me wrong, is I'm it a, sure. Is it a moral Sorry, issue, though? Yeah, I, I don't know. I was just about to get to that, but I don't know. What have you got for me? <laughs> it's the thing, you know, there's people online also saying, why doesn't he just play for free? And, you know, there's an interesting argument to make, given the money that he has made over the years. He could potentially play for free. 
except yep. Spain has a minimum wage requirement. So you would actually have to pay him a sum. It's something like 180,000 euros or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but even then, even if he paid for that amount of money, they're still spending 95% of their yeah. wages per um, income. And it's unsustainable and it's against the regulations. The really, you know, the strictest regulations in the top five leagues for sure is La Liga. They are actually trying to adhere to this monetary policy that was brought in with financial fair play. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a funny old situation because it's, I really like what you said to begin with and that Messi wants to be paid extravagant amounts of money, but he also wants teammates in there that are as good or can provide a level of service to him is as good that he can yep. output. And in order to do that, you have to pay them a fraction. You can't pay them a fraction of the wage Messi is earning. They're going to come to the club and expect that they're not expecting messy wages, but they're expecting better than anywhere else they can get. Yeah. And so he does, he sort of builds his own, his, you know, this situation is built upon his extravagantly high wages, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I don't think, I'm sure it is emotional for him having been at that club for so long. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, for sure. We shouldn't discount that. I would not. I'm not expecting him to, you know, play for free, but it's hard to take this stuff seriously when, like, that thing came out the other day where he had apparently reached out to Pochettino and rang Pochettino. So oh, conveniently, Leo Messi has rang the coach of the only club that can afford to pay him anything close to what Barcelona were. What are the odds? Yeah. I mean, sure, they're from the same country, but that doesn't mean you and I are reaching out to random Australians in order to further our careers every day. No, no. Um, <laughs> I wish we could. Yeah. I just find it all a bit, I don't know. I just, I'm not saying he's ultimately 100% to blame. The situation has been poorly managed by people that should know better at Barcelona. Mm-hmm. But Messi, Messi has to take some of the blame for this. And uh, <laughs> I don't know how many people I speak for, but I, I fucking, I hope PSG don't win a thing. <laughs> uh, P dollar sign G. Yeah, P dollar it's, sign G. Well, they, they already lost um, the, the French community shield. Uh, what is it called? The uh, uh, Trophy de Champs or something? Yeah, something like that. Good French. Thank you. Hey, I studied it for one semester. <laughs> uh, if you want, while we're still on, while we're on the messy leaving Barca, we can just... Uh, what, did you want to roll into PSG there or did you want to just stick with the Spain for now and get that out of the way? I was just going to say one more thing about Messi. Sure. And I think it kind of... Uh, it might illustrate more of his intentions. We can base that upon where he's gone. Like he could have played for any club in the world. Like... Literally, yep. any club in the world would have taken him on. He could have demanded any kind of wage and have still been sustainable for the rest of his life. Like, this is one of the greatest athletes to have yeah. ever lived. He's not, unless he pisses it away, he's never not going to be. He's never running out of money. His yeah. kids are unless never goes, running out of money. And his kids, kids are never full, running out of money. <laughs> unless he goes full Maradona, but he doesn't seem the type. No, nah, no. Nah. Um, so yeah, I was but just to go gonna... to PSG. Come on. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about PSG in a sec. We've covered them a little. We covered them quite a bit the other week when we talked about their 
crazy business that they've done. Um, mm-hmm. But just on Barca, I think there's still kind of, there's a lot of rumors going around about the players that will be leaving, but just the confirmed ones at the moment. Um, uh, Sergio, uh, sorry, Firpo to Leeds for 15 mil. Good bit of business. And, and Messi to PSG for free. They're the two big ones. There's a bunch of other like lower names, like, you know, kind of the younger players that aren't really known at all. And then uh, they brought in Memphis to Sergio Aguero, Eric Garcia, and uh, some dude from Real Betis. But uh, interesting to see what happens with this. It's maybe a bit of a watch your space. Watch this space. Yeah, well, at this at this time, they can't be registered. So yeah. I, I actually, I don't see an avenue because like you, you made a good highlight of their outgoings. They haven't sold anybody. Nobody has left no. the club and they need to balance the books. They can't register and these players unless, you know, Umtiti goes or Debele goes or yeah. they, they need to lighten their load. And so this is part of the issue compounding itself is that some of these players aren't going to go because they're on really good money that other clubs who are, you know, are just not looking to spend that much, that much money on a player. They're not willing to pay that wage and the player will just sit on it. Of course, it's the bail situation. Yeah. And why wouldn't you, if a club's going to sign you to, you know, a long-term jackpot bonanza deal? Yeah. All right, fine. <laughs> like, there's no, I think we're quickly seeing that there's little to no morals in any of this. So I guess just go for it at this point. But yeah, you're right. That really does hamstring Barcelona and you can't see them um, overhauling Atleti this season and Real should probably trounce them both games. So I would, I would be very, very cautious to be backing Barcelona in anything this season. Yeah, for sure. Um, just on that then, uh, Real Madrid. Uh, similarly, not much business. I think a lot of clubs are expecting to a bit more business as the window goes on given that there were Euros and stuff and given how long the last season seemed to go for. Um, mm-hmm. But Real Madrid got in David Alaba from Bayern and lost uh, Sergio Ramos. Both, I believe, were free transfers. So stay on mate there for Real Madrid. Probably good yep. replacing Ramos, an ageing, injured, more, more injured Ramos with uh, David Alaba. I think it's Alaba is the long-term replacement for Marcello, obviously. Yep. And they're quite fortunate, Real Madrid. I think they've got two young guys coming through that probably will establish themselves. Uh, I think it's uh, Nacho Fernandez and yep. the other guy's name is escaping me. But they actually look pretty sound defensively and I think they can build upon what they have. So that's a really good, that's a really good piece of business, I think, for Real Madrid. Yeah. Um, oh, we should note, sorry, uh, Varane as well. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, Varane, of course. Yeah, we'll talk about that when it comes to the EPL. Yeah. Um, but they were angling for Mbappe quite heavily, but mm. just, it doesn't look like the money is going to come in to allow them to do that. So, yeah, like you said, could be a bit of a stalemate for Real Madrid this season. There was a lot of, um, obviously, like I mentioned, we were expecting more transfers to come in the like over the next month. But obviously, just looking over a lot of the big clubs, not a heap of movement. Movement, um, but we'll get to them just. Finishing off in Spain, I just wanted to point out uh, Villarreal because they won the Europa League last year, so it was worth it's oh, worth mentioning them. But they are uh, 
They made Foyth the the Argentinian Spurs defender that they had on loan. They've made him permanent for 15 mil. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've also brought in they brought in a striker from Rims in France. Um, that's about it for them. Uh, Sevilla, obviously Sevilla. People seem to forget them all the time because they were they were right in the title race going into the last three games last year. And they were, yep. As far as I can tell, they haven't lost anyone major, but they've added Eric Lamella from Spurs for free. Uh, oh, sorry, I just said they haven't lost anyone major, but they sold Brian Gill, yeah. the winger, for That's thirty-five the deal, mil yep. to Spurs. Yeah, so um, yeah, I, I guess not not bad for them. They'll still be around the mark again. Who knows? Real Madrid, we've touched on, and the last one was Atletico Madrid. This, I think, is probably the best signing of La Liga so far is Rodrigo de Paul, the 27-year-old Argentinian from Udinese, 35 million euros. Um, I think he'll be a star for Atleti. He will be. I've paid close attention to this guy because he was on and off linked with Leeds for about 18 months and the deal could just never be done. And that's upsetting because this guy is a fucking firecracker. Yeah. He is going to be, he's a baller. He's going to destroy defenses next season. Yeah. And I think we're, like, we're really looking at a chance of Atleti going back to back. I think so. A hundred percent. For sure. For sure. They, I'm trying to think who they even lost, but I think the only real losses, I think they sent out Batolo on loan, but he didn't really play much. And they had some players that were there on loan go back. So like Musa Dembele went back to Leon. Lucas Torreira went back to Arsenal, where we'll probably sit behind El Nenny somehow. But there you go. <laughs> um, they may lose. Is Kieran Trippier still at Atleti? He they is. may lose him to Arsenal at the moment. It seems right? like a deal back to England. Yeah. The Manu, yeah. Manu couldn't get the deal done, but it looks like Arsenal have overtaken them and okay. looking to really get the get the move sealed. Well, he's, yeah, I've spoken about him a fair bit on this pod. I really like Kieran Trippier. I rate him pretty highly. Um. That'll probably do for Spain. Have you got anything for me in France? Like, oh, ah. France. Where it's uh we're kind of lucky because it's already started. So you can yeah, you can like make good judgment views right now, straight away. And I'm gonna say PSG don't win the league. There. Oh, 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 oh. there we go. Uh, I why don't, don't they win the league? Win it. I'm not sure that Pochettino actually has the capability to manage this team. How on earth is he going of the front three in an efficient manner in a way that is going to be consistent throughout every competition and in a way that isn't going to boil over in some kind of off-field farce because it's happened time and time again under his watch and it's happened at PSG before. So, Yeah. Um, You think it just continues? We talked about PSG last season being like not really a team, just a collective of dominant individual players. Mm-hmm. And they look a exactly bit right. all over the place when they play, especially when I think one of their key, their most important players is Marco Verratti because he provides some sort of stability to their side. Other than that, it's like a bunch of free roaming attacking guns. They'd probably play great seven aside football or like futsal if you got them together, but they would win. They, yep. <laughs> but are they going to win the Champions League? I'm going to say no. <laughs> But, I'm uh, also going to say no, yeah. Yeah. It's just, they, I mean, they've made really good signings, though. Uh, Wijnaldum is going to be great, yeah, and yeah. he's going to offer that midfield stability with Varadi. Uh, Hakimi's yeah. hit the ground running. He scored, a bit scored in already. The, 
yeah, scored in the win over uh, Trias, I think it was. Yep. Um, but in that game, I would argue they were beaten almost comprehensively, statistically, XG, and on passages of play and the way that the game was, the, you know, the way that it, it almost allowed Trias to actually had dominance in, in the game. Yeah. They definitely held more of the ball. I don't know. The jury is out for now. We'll see. I mean, it's obviously yeah. all to see. Messi's going to walk in and he's going to light it up in some games for sure. But are they going to be consistent enough or are they going to be as inconsistent as they were last season? I would think it's going to be the latter. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I um, actually still think, I think they probably win the league purely on the basis that none of the other clubs have gotten better. Um. And their closest rivals, like, so Lille just beat them last year on the final day. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to have, they're right. not going to have anywhere near as good a season again. Um, so just on Lille, they, they brought in a 19-year-old from Hamburg. So he was playing Bundesliga 2. They paid 7 mil for him, 19-year-old. Uh, is he going to be the difference? Probably not. Probably not. That's, that's all they've really added. And what they've lost is they lost key players in this they lost Sumari the holding midfielder to Leicester for 20 mil they lost the goalkeeper who was unreal last season uh, Mike is a uh, Maignan I'm not sure how to pronounce the French names but he's gone to AC Milan and Luis Araujo the Brazilian winger has randomly at the age of 25 gone uh, left France and gone to Atlanta in the MLS so, in America yeah so that's that's uh, Lille significantly weakened uh, going into this season. Um, and then the other club that might be able to push them, maybe Lyon, but Lyon have spent nothing. They've lost Depay for free. They sold uh, Danish centre-back uh, Anderson to Crystal Palace for 17.5 mil, but they haven't, so far, haven't replaced him or spent any money anywhere to replace Depay and Depay was such a big part of their goal. So purely based on that, I think that individual uh, brilliance that PSG have will get them over the line, but I don't think it will get them over the line in the Champions League. I, yep. That's fair. And all the teams that you mentioned, I agree with wholeheartedly. They haven't strengthened and like you're going to have Leo now have to contend with Champions League football as well. Yep. So they're going to be divided. They're going to be, you know, spread across. I actually think it's going to be Marseille that wins it. Yep. I didn't check out Marseille. Which, so what have you got? Uh, there we go. So they signed um, uh, Cengiz Under from Roma. Yep. Which these are pretty, Marseille is probably the only side other than PSG to actually flex a little bit of financial muscle this yep. summer. They've loaned uh, Guendouzi and Saliba from Arsenal. Yep. Which I think will be... I think right by now, Guendouzi really has to be showing something as a top-class footballer. And I think Saliba also has um, a point to prove. They're going back to familiar territory. Yeah. You know, they won. Uh, they beat Montpellier away from home on, on, the first, on the first day. And I think Marseille is going to be a side. They finished yep. fifth last season. So they don't have... Um, I think they're still contending European football, but probably isn't yep. something that they're... You know, focusing on. Did they, uh, they're going to give. They're going to give them a good shake. Did they also? Did they purchase the um, the Dortmund defender? The they did. There was Miller, a f- Balerdi. Yeah, I think he was on loan. Remember, he was on loan there last season. Maybe he was on loan somewhere, and then mm-hmm. he's now made a permanent move. So, 
Yeah. Yep. That's my wonder watch for France this season. Marseille. That'd, that'd be awesome because Marseille, uh, Marseille PSG is like the big, one of the big clashes it's, over there. Exactly. Marseille and anyone is pretty big generally. Um, so that'd be awesome. Seeing Marseille fight PSG for the league title would be great. Um, yeah, we'll see how it all plays out, I guess. I'm looking forward to us focusing more than it deserves attention upon it this season. <laughs> On league <Ligue 1. laughs> Well, yeah. maybe that's probably our niche because uh, no, I don't think any other football pod in the world is focusing on League A. So we can. Not English speaking. Yeah. So listeners, if you want to hear more about the French League, you know where to come. Hit us up. We've, we've led with it. Maybe Messi going to League A is actually a good thing for us. Maybe. Maybe, maybe it is. Yeah. Well, would you like to step off to Germany or Italy next? Which one? What makes more geographical sense, Germany? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, do, we'll Germany, Germany. do Germany. Do Germany. We'll go to Germany. Um, I don't have a huge amount of notes because basically I think uh, this is a title fight probably just between two teams being Bayern and I'm letting you guess the other one. Is it... Uh, Red Bull franchise number three. It is Red Bull franchise number three. Um, I'll start with Bayern though. Um, wow. So yeah. lost Alaba for free. <laughs> picked up Upamakano from title rivals Leipzig for 42.5 mil. We talked about this a few weeks back, I think. I was pretty annoyed at it. I was pretty salty about it because I just hate that like Leipzig or another club has a chance to challenge for the title that buy and win all the time and then buy and just goes and buys their best player so i also didn't realize <laughs> this guy's like this guy's like 22 as well so that's unreal um javi martinez left went to qatar so good on him he's had a pretty solid career that's probably the end of him um yep, and probably a nominee for the most random signing of this entire i'm gonna say century uh for free Bayern Munich have picked up a 23-year-old English left-back from, from Reading called Omar <laughs> Richards is what I've read here. I don't know anything about him. I don't know how legitimate this piece of information is, but there you go. 23-year-old English left-back Omar Richards from Reading on a free transfer to Bayern. Oh, my Lord. Paige Can someone tell? <laughs> we'll have to get Dylan to tell us if he's any good. <laughs> do you do you think what's the most random part about this transfer? The fact that he's come from Reading, or the fact that he's <laughs> uh, like if he was like seventeen, I'd get it. It's his age. Twenty three. Yeah. You think it's his it's age? Definitely the age for me. It's a definitely the age. Twenty three year old from Reading should be playing first team football in the championship. Yeah, because they've gone picking in the championship before. They've gone for Bellingham, and um, obviously there's been others, I'm sure. But yeah, this it's his age that. Is the sticking point for me, I, yeah. and I mean, he, why would any of any of the top twenty top flight clubs, why would they not be going after him? Why is it Dortmund going and picking him up? Uh, this is Bayern. Oh, Bayern. Sorry, yeah, Bayern. Yeah, this is Bayern. I was confused there when you said Bellingham, but yeah, um, yeah, it, do, it doesn't make much sense to me. But I guess they're Bayern Munich, and we're two dickheads on the internet, so we'll just trust them to do That's their true. thing. I guess. Yeah, I can't even tell the difference between them and a different side in the top flight. So yeah. 
What are we? <laughs> so the team, I think that maybe can challenge them again. They've actually done some pretty good business. So Rebel Leipzig have sold ninety-five million worth of players. Whoa! Um, just in well, forty-two in Upamecano. They sold uh, that centre back Kanate to Liverpool. Cool. Uh, another, he was forty million as well. That's their two centre backs gone. Um, yeah. And Oof. two attacking midfielders they sold as well. So they sold ninety five million worth. They've spent ninety one. Um, they've replaced. So they've brought in Andre Silva from Eintracht Frankfurt. Had a massive season. Um, concern would be that it was probably a breakout season, and I don't know if he could. He hasn't shown over his career so far. I mean, he's 25. Maybe last year was the year, but until then, he hadn't really shown it at any other clubs. Um, they brought in a centre-back from Croatia, which they paid 18 mil for. They made the left-back, Angelino, the Man City left-back that never really worked out there. They made him permanent. Um, they brought in another centre-back from Strasbourg and a few other players around the squad. So I think they will... It's going to be between them and Dortmund for the second spot, I think. But Bayern probably going to piss this in this year. Yeah, I can't see any other result either. But I think we can hold on to the hope that this may be the last season of Bayern dominance because there are rumblings of players not signing deals, a um, little bit of discontent with the, the amount of money Sane is being paid um, yeah. as opposed to players like Leon Goretzka and, yeah, um, you know, other first-team players that are just not in his pay realm whatsoever. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully the dominance can be shattered, but probably not this season. Looks a, looks a season, done deal. I don't think, no. Um, before we move on to Italy, I'll just touch on Dortmund because they're the other side that's up there that everyone's interested in. Obviously, losing Sancho, huge loss. Um, I think he left for Man United the day after I said on this pod that he wouldn't go. <laughs> Oh, there you go. That was a brave call, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. It was. It was hopeful. This guy's still only twenty-one. Uh, we'll talk about him when we get to Man United, I guess, or when we get to the Premier League. But maybe one to watch at Dortmund is they signed a Dutch midfielder from PSV Eindhoven for thirty mil. Twenty-two-year-old okay. um, Daniel Malen. So, um, no doubt, you have to trust in Dortmund's recruitment. Generally, Always. they do a pretty good job. They tend to find players that are maybe undervalued and uh, put them into a great system where they can thrive. So hopefully that's yep, the case. We have seen, again. We've seen so many before them. Yeah. Uh, so um, obviously ha- Harland staying then or? It looks like it. Um, I don't see anyone really coming in for him at this point. Like Dortmund will not be accepting any bids that are anywhere like slightly below what they want. And he kicked off the season with the German Cup started on the weekend and Highland scored a hat-trick so Did in a 3-0 this, yeah. win. So, you know, they're off and running. That's all I got for That's Germany. good. No, uh, keep a curious eye upon it. But just, it would just be nice to see what Erling Haaland can achieve. And obviously Lewandowski, probably one of the best strikers to have ever played the game, reaching his twilight years. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I might just quickly roll through Italy if you, if that's all right. We'll just roll yeah. through that. You got, yeah, yeah. Um, so Juve pretty quiet at the moment. They made a uh, Western McKenney permanent. Um, 
he was only on loan from Schalke. They made that permanent. They were always going to. And with Schalke getting relegated, that pretty much just locked it in. Um, but that's all the movement over there at the moment. Um, Milan have had a quite a bit of movement. Obviously losing Pitt, uh, Donnarumma to PSG for free. Chalanoglu, their playmaker, he's going to be the hard one to replace for them. He He's by no means a world-class number 10, but he was the best they had. And they haven't really replaced him. But they have managed to get Brahim Diaz on loan again from Real Madrid, but it's costing them okay. $3 million to loan him. Rough. Um, they brought in Olivier Giroud for $1 million. <laughs> they made great signing. They made Sandro Tonali permanent. Uh, yep, the Brescia midfielder. He played for them all last year and was excellent. Um, 21 years old. He looks like an absolute gun. The next Ambrosini, maybe. Uh, yeah. Obviously, the goalkeeper from Lille we mentioned and Foucault Tomore from Chelsea. They made that permanent as well. So, good signing as well, I think. Yeah. That's all good for me. Milan, Milan building or. Are they yeah, getting to. I'm not sure they're in the best financial position, but their their business kind of reflects that. Um, they're not going all out to try and go big on a player at the moment. I think once they if they manage to qualify for Champions League in the next year or two, then that would see them. What did they qualify for Champions League? Oh, I can't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Jose Mourinho over at Roma. I keep forgetting he's at Roma, but. Oh, they, this is going to be theatre. Yeah, they have uh, kind of they've picked up a bunch. They picked up Rui Patricio from Wolves, thirty-three-year-old goalkeeper, which I thought was pretty random. Um, and they made uh, Roger Banyas, the Atalanta centre back, a permanent deal. That's about it, really. The the young American that was highly touted, Brian Reynolds, um, twenty years old. Not really worked out, I guess. He's gone back to the MLS, so. Oh, there you go. And we know how much uh, what am I talking hates about? children. Sorry, he can't, they made him permanent from the MLS. I'm all over the place here. My notes are just like absolute scribblings everywhere. <laughs> oh, that's they good. Mourinho is going to, ch- I was going to ask you um, who was going to be Moose first. Uh, scapegoat this season and it's so going to be this kid isn't it i can it's lit up in the stars already yeah it's it's going to be luke shaw 2.0 with brian reynolds at right back that's what it's going to be um but it's also gold because he's got mkhitaryan there again that he can turf out straight away i can't wait to see it again (laughs) unreal and i guess the big talking point in italy at the moment is probably inter because they're the defending champions and they're heading into this season looking like they will not have a single chance. They've lost Candreva permanently. They lost Politano to Napoli. Uh, I think he came from Napoli originally and now he's gone back. Hakimi, obviously they lost as well. Mm-hmm. Um, potentially Lukaku. It looks like it's done. And Lataro Martinez. So uh, I reckon Lataro is going to stay now. You think he's going to stay? They can't. Yeah, they can't let both of them go. There's just no. Was was Martinez no. going to go to Spurs? Is that what he you was? Heard? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I don't think that's going to happen anymore. Well, that yeah, that'd be good for them because they they look pretty decimated at the moment. If once Lukaku's gone, that's them. You pretty much. You just couldn't shot. sell both of them. Like you would be no, totally screwed. It'd be ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so 
I don't know. It's hard to really predict that league at the moment, but it should be fascinating because last year it was excellent. Um, Inter obviously ended up running away with it, but it was very good for a long part of the season. So hopefully it is again. And that's all we've got on the other European leagues. That's wonderful. I was just going to quick ask, what do you reckon Atalanta? What are their chances? Uh, smoky runs? Yeah, no, nah, probably not. Just not. They can never seem to, they can't really just sustain over a full season like with Champions League and stuff as well. Like, I mm-hmm. don't know, because they're still not a huge club. They're financially very small compared to, you know, the likes of Roma, the two Milans and Juve. So, but they'll be in the Champions League mix again. They'll probably be in that mix from second to fifth somewhere. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Have you got um, have you got Juve to win it, or what's your prediction? Uh, I think so. I think Juve will come good this year and just take it away. We might see a return to some of the big boys like PSG, Juve, getting up, winning their leagues. Bayern obviously yep. carrying it on. Bayern. Yep. Yeah. All right. That's a comprehensive wrap. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. I'm, I'm tossing up now whether to resubscribe to KO. In order to watch all of this, I probably should. Could be. Let's not plug it on here, though. We don't want to plug it. <laughs> yeah, not KO plugs, man. <laughs> no, we're doing Paramount Plus plugs now. Yeah. All right. Sponsor should we leave it there Paramount and have Plus. a? Should we have a bit of a breather? We'll have a break and we'll yep. come back and talk about the Premier League. We'll talk about the fucking the English First Division. Sorry. Sorry. Yes, English First yes. Division. Yes. All right. No sponsors. We'll be back. All right, we're back. We're going to talk about some English first division. Obviously, we just talked about our mate uh, Lukaku getting across. So maybe Chelsea is a good place to start given this transfer. What have you got for us? What an incredible piece of business. Chelsea Football Club. Already, I mean, we called at the end of last season um, before the Champions League win, like watch out for Chelsea in the in the new in the new season coming because they were a defensive rock and yep. they were, you know, so super organized and they, pr- they were missing a focal point number nine and shit. They just went out and signed, you know, one of, I'd call him the, he's in the top five number nines in the world for sure. Oh, for sure. And, you know, this is the club that he grew up supporting and this is the club that he desperately wanted to move from Anderlecht to. Uh, when he was 18 years old and he's coming back and he's in my opinion and I, it, it kills me to say this he's bringing the premier league back to london the first i think division. chelsea are going to win the first division is going to <laughs> london and i think chelsea are going to win the league okay i'm actually uh, interested to hear you say that because i was thinking similar and i was going to say it and i thought you were going to absolutely slate me for it Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I think... No, I totally agree. They're my pick. Chelsea are my pick for the first division this season. That's classic. As, yeah, because we haven't even... We've not discussed this whatsoever. Um, they just look defensively through the midfield. I mean, they've got Kante and Jorginho. They're talking about Jorginho getting uh, Bolunda or top three. Like, uh, yeah, what I, the fuck? I don't think it'll happen, but I know they love giving it to players that, like... You know, they win, like, obviously, he won the Euros, won the Champions League. They love giving him mm-hmm. stuff like that. 
which is kind of defeats yeah, exactly. the point of an individual award, I guess. But um, yeah, yeah, like no, they, Kante, Jorginho, Havertz, you know, and then I think Lukaku there frees up Werner to play like yeah, a different definitely. sort of role that like, kind of like he did at Leipzig, where he's not just this target kind of man. He'll be feeding off Lukaku much in the same way that Lataro Martinez was at Inter, where mm-hmm. they just worked exactly. so well together. And I think that's just going to be goldmine for them. I think Timo Werner has a huge season. I think Lukaku has a huge season. Havertz will have a huge season. He's incredible. And they're going to win. They're going to win the English first division. They're going to be the first division English champions this season. Yeah. Um, we haven't even talked about Mason Mount. And no. this is Star. like, this is a stacked side with a manager that has won trophies across Europe. Yeah. A guy that has led them to the Champions League. Um, whatever I haven't checked the odds, but whatever they are, I imagine they're outside of Manchester City, probably United and probably Liverpool. So you're probably getting juicy Maybe. odds in Chelsea yeah. right now. Yeah. Might probably. you might get five bucks or something, Adam, but yeah. That's my pick for sure. Yeah, I like it. Where do you want to go from there? Who do you think comes second? Or do you have any notes you want to go through? Or you I think Man City still comes second. They've obviously yep. spent crazy money on Grealish. Which, you know, the, this is the, it's the British Football League record. There's never been anything like this before. Yeah. What, what do you make of it? Is it worth the money, one, and two? Is he going to add something to this Man City side that retains the title and wins in the Champions League? Uh, well, I don't, I don't really know how to answer a question like, is he worth it? Because just, I don't know, I don't look at the world that way people would say he is worth it if they win, but I just don't think anything's worth that much money, a person as a player. But um, from a football point of view, what an incredible signing. I was really hoping he would stay at Villa and just wear the armband and just kind of see out his time there. But I guess 25 making the move now, he's going to be, He's just going to, my fear is he goes into this side and just becomes another player like so many others have before him. They just kind of join this club and they go into the rolling, the rotating roster of midfielders and wingers that Guardiola will play and just becomes another cog in that wheel rather than the absolute star that is Jack Grealish. Mm, No, that's a fair point because there's no way every single game you're going to get started KDB, Foden, Jack Grealish, like it's not going to happen. So yeah, because obviously it doesn't balance and it doesn't work. So no, I think you're exactly right. You know, is his output going to match what his transfer fee is? No, probably not. Um, When you talk about value and stuff, when you look at how much the Premier League delivers, when you win it in like profit and, and like funds and stuff, you're pretty much signing this one player it, you know, this is to say, do they get Kane? Do they not get Kane? That's another question. Yeah. But is this guy going to retain what the Premier League is? Is he, is he going to retain the Premier League title? I don't think he is. I don't think you're going to play. He's going to be played enough and he's not going to be involved in enough game-winning opportunities to justify this fee. And I'm, I'm with you. I would love to have seen him stay at Villa, do a Gerrard, do a Calvin Phillips, you know, be the heart and soul of yeah. your boyhood club. And why Villa had a good season and they've added wisely. Maybe we should move into Villa after this, but th- this is a side on an up, you know, they're on an upward path 
and him leaving because he wanted to go, not because the club wanted to let him go, that leaves a yeah. sour taste in the mouth for sure. Yeah. I um I don't think like even if he didn't stay at Villa, I think there was probably I don't know, it's like kind of the basketball thing where you know the player that moves and is just the star of that team. I kind of feel like wherever Graylish goes, he should be the star of the team. He's not the yeah. star of the team at Man City. Uh, he could have been probably at just about Tottenham. any other club. Yeah. Where he uh, should have been last season. Obviously, he wants to win things, though he wants to win trophies. So um, I guess that kind of leaves you with the clubs like Man City, Chelsea, etc. And so it's no surprise. It is no surprise, yes, but it doesn't make it any less disappointing. <laughs> no. Um, what is equally as disappointing, though, is Villa have seemingly invested their Grealish money into cryptocurrency. Have we seen their yeah, latest initiative? Can you run me through this? So they've created an Aston Villa fan token, and it's yeah. for members or you know fans generally to you know gamble or maybe not gamble, spend. Spend is probably what the club would prefer me to say. Um, in order to get like rewards as in to to vote in fan polls and what strip to wear on a particular day and uh, yep. what kind of match day activities you can engage yourself in. But really what it is, it's Aston Villa's major sponsor asking the club to pay back what their investment is to them. And that is to sell to unknowing fans, this whole cryptocurrency bubble. And it's, it's insane. It's, this is gambling on steroids is what it is. Yeah. I, I'm not even going to pretend to really know anything about that. That's just, I just completely yeah, bizarre to me. For me, it's just super disingenuous for the club to offer this as a product to their fans and try and engage them in a way yeah. that is positive in their lives in any way, because it's not. It's that not. is not. That's, yeah, that's, that's appalling. Yeah. It's not great. I, I I'm sorry I can't add any more to that because I haven't that's the first I've heard of it, but that just sounds utterly ridiculous. So yeah. Apparently lots of um, professional sporting teams are getting into this sort of sphere because it's a way that they can engage new investment, new currency, new money into yeah. their organizations. And it's it's one of those things where you're just tacitly engaging the consumer in a way yeah. that just softens them up to this kind of new world that we're going into. So we have veered, hmm. we, <laughs> we discussed this before the pod, we have veered into territory. We've gone down a dark road. Well, <laughs> that is not related to football. Allow me to bring uh, it back Aston to football Villa, then. Aston Villa signed Leon Bailey. Is that where you were going to go? Yeah, I was, well, I was going to start with Ashley Young. Yep. <laughs> hey, free. great. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, I guess all their signings, really. Uh, Leon Bailey from Leverkusen, Danny Ings, our boy, we Fucking love Danny Ings, don't we? Danny Ings. Ings and Emiliano Buendia. Good signing. Yeah, surprised Norwich to let that one go, to be honest. Yeah, same. But yeah, considering they just came up, did they need the money? No. Did the player want to go? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Might have. Um, in the end, I guess after selling uh, Graylish and whatever they've invested into this crypto thing, I think they're <laughs> they're ahead on cash for this summer. So. Villa um, obviously trying to build. It's going to be hard to replace someone like Graylish, but I feel like they've managed to s- spread that cash well. Mm-hmm. 
and get a handful of players that are Danny Ings is going to score goals. For sure. Leon Leon Bailey will score and create some, and so will Brandia. So they've tried to, it's that money ball type thing of replacing replacing Grealish with three players that can get his numbers, I guess. That sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know, kind of what Spurs tried to do with when they sold Bale and they brought in Lamella and a couple of others. Yeah. I think they brought in actually Christian Eriksen, which did work out, but Lamella obviously didn't work out and someone else. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've got doubts over Leon Bailey. I'm not sure. He'll be well suited to the Premier League because he'll be able to draw soft fouls in dangerous areas and he's quick, so he'll expose a lot of teams' yeah. high lines. But I have my doubts over whether or not he's actually going to contribute as much as people are saying. Again, remains to be seen. Yeah, it remains to be seen. Um, where next? If you, we're talking money ball. Maybe just briefly touch on Brentford coming up. Great story. This yeah. will be a fun team to watch this season. Yeah, well, I'm really glad they did. I just love seeing a new team come up to the, the top flight that we haven't really seen much of and that it adds a new stadium to FIFA. Thank you. Although, is <laughs> Ellen Road in there yet? Like, yeah, fucking hell. Yeah, that would be uh, Brentford actually did some good business picking up, uh, again, remains to be seen how some of these players will go in the Premier League, but I'm a big fan of Christopher Ayer, the Celtic uh, defender, now Brentford defender, 23 years of age, 15 mil they paid for him. It was a, it was one of those Celtics said, we want, we want like uh, 15, 16 mil. Brentford offered it and then Celtic went, oh, Nah. Oh shit. <laughs> and then Brentford were like Brentford were like, uh, yeah. And then in the end, the player was like, uh, yeah, let me go. And he's got his move to the Premier League, which um he probably deserves. Good player. Uh, they also picked up a midfielder from Midland and a, a winger from Lorient in France. So we'll see how they go. We'll see how they go. I know Brentford quite well because they were um fighting with Leeds for promotion for two consecutive seasons. Yep. They're a good side. They're a high-pressing side. Um, Thomas Frank, the manager, is a very stylish manager. He wants his players to exploit spaces where you can, you know, maybe you've got two touches and you can open up through some creative flair or they bring the wingers into the game, fullbacks are highly involved, the centre-backs are passing from well inside the opposition half. This yep. is a fun team to watch and it's either going to, you're either going to see Sheffield United in their first season where teams don't know how to deal with them or it's going to utterly capitulate and they're going to go straight back down. And I personally think it's going to capitulate. I feel the worst for them. I do, yeah. I think we're looking at a 15, 20-point season for Brentford. But in saying that, they're going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I don't think they're like borderline promotion as it is and then not really added to it. Obviously, I said, like, you know, obviously it's a personal bias. I really like Christopher Ayer. Um, I think he deserves to go in the Premier League. Is he going to be good enough? Or is he good enough to make a difference in them staying up? Probably not. Probably not. In a better side, he'd, he'd get away with it and he'd be, be able to be a good footballer on his own. No. Um, and the other players they've added, just looking through their list, like a player from Chelsea's under-23s, a player promoted from their... The reserves, um, yeah, they're going to struggle. I think they'll finish bottom. Um, I think they'll finish bottom. Yeah, unlucky. Brentford. Which is sad well, because sad. they're probably going to be they're going to be the most adventurous side in yeah, the Premier maybe. League next season, yeah. which is going to, which is the saddest part. 
Oh, that started off really nice. Now it feels sad. So where, do we go to lift? where do you want to go to lift it back up? No, I was thinking we should get all the sad shit out of the way and we should talk about the relegation candidates because it's going to be the three teams that came up this season. Norwich and Watford? Yeah, they're both going down. And it's a shame for Norwich because obviously they've signed... Oh, no, because it's a shame for Norwich because they've lost Ben Dwyer, um, yep. which is a big loss for them because he was massive in the championship. Yep. And they've got really good players like Todd Cantwell coming through. And they've still got uh, that, uh, that enigmatic striker. His name's lost now. The, is he from Finland or some shit? Which one? Oh, P- Pookie. Pookie, that's it. Yeah, that's the yeah, one. Pookie. And yeah. Obviously, he, he is tried and tested in the Premier League and can score goals. Yeah. But it's they're such a yo-yo club and they're stuck in this West Brom cycle now where they just go up and down, up and down. They're, they're too good for the championship, yeah. but they're not good enough to compete. Yeah, I think they definitely go back down again based on uh, based on what they've done with their squad. Obviously, losing Buendia was one. They lost Francic as well. They've lost uh, the German midfielder, Morris Leitner, for free as mm-hmm. well. So many players they've lost for free. Um, it's bizarre to me. And then not really replaced anyone. They've sold Buendia. I guess maybe they'll be looking to do something with that Buendia cash um, in still the coming time. month. But yeah, they're going to have to be quick. The latest rumor is uh, Josh Billings from Brent uh, Bournemouth. But uh, mm, yeah, I don't even know. then, you're signing players that have been relegated. Like yeah, and this I don't know. They persist with like Daniel Farker, another go in the Premier League as well. I, I know he gets mm. them back up, but. At some point, they need to consolidate and stay in there for a year. But good luck to him. Yeah. Good luck to him. Who's the other one? Watford. Watford. Yeah. Um. <laughs> they're going to be they're going to be competing with Brentford for rock bottom. I think they will too. Um, <laughs> this is not a good, not a good side, not a good squad, not good business in the summer. You know. It's a shame like. for the promoted sides coming up during the pandemic and during a, a heightened time of financial regulation across Europe because it's really yep. hard to invest beyond the next three years. And if you go up, you play that gamble game, okay, yep. like Villa did, you invest £120 million into the squad and just pray to God that you stay up so that you can sustain that money. Yeah. Or, or you plan the next five years with perhaps two seasons of parachute payments from going up and down, like West Brom and Norwich are doing now, and you try yeah. and consolidate in that way. So, yeah, it's um, hard. It's very hard for promoted teams. And I, I, I speak of, you know, maybe we should go to Leeds now because I'm chomping at the bit to talk about Leeds. Yeah, we being, can go to Leeds. Being a promoted team and consolidating our status so well was only done because of, our manager it was because of Marcelo Bielsa and the stability and the aura that he brought to the league. And these three teams coming up, they don't, they don't have that. So, and that's, that's why Fulham and West Brom went straight back down as well, because they didn't have that sort of leadership figure that Leeds had. And we were so, we were so fortunate to get this guy. I, I'm so excited for this season as a fan. I'm not excited for the first game against Man U, but I'm excited for the season. Yeah. Um, I think Leeds are only going to be better, I think, this season. Um, I don't know how much of your squad was involved in uh, like Euros and Copa American stuff, not heaps. Not much, um, just KP mainly. And looking at like the players that have 
left as well. Like Barry Douglas, 31, not, you know, uh, Stuart Dallas is the left back most of the season, wasn't he? Douglas, not really in the mix, bit in and out. Yep. Um, Alioski. Yeah, Douglas hardly played. Alioski uh, kind of has aspects about him that obviously <laughs> Leeds fans <laughs> like, but overall. I'm going to, Sam, I'm going to miss yeah. Janny Adia so much. I'm going to miss Janny. Are you going to miss his football was... ability though? Not heaps. There was one every three games where he was yeah. unplayable. Yeah. Um, but it was the other, it was the other two games that pissed me off. No, it's yeah. not enough. Um, no, when we signed Junior Furpo to replace him. So that's yeah. huge. He's the and guy the other, you want. Oh, for sure. I'll touch on him in a sec. But the other one going out, um, absolute quality, obviously. But at 36 years of age, Pablo Hernandez, done his Bless. time. What a man. Be, and you know, ask much more of him, probably. And you know what? We talk about Messi and where his morals lie. Pablo's gone back to his hometown club. A yep. club that he has a part share in because they were going under a few seasons back and he put yeah. his own footballing career money towards keeping this club alive and now he's gone back there to play for them. Yep. This is a man who has delivered the seminal moment in Leeds' history in the 21st century, that the goal that he scored against Swansea in the 89th minute that's secured promotion back the Premier League. You just can't thank this guy enough. He's been amazing. Yeah, for sure. Unreal. And we can thank we can thank him for that big uh the Martin Tyler FIFA soundbite. <laughs> yes. Pablo Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs> I just love Did randomly you... <laughs> screaming. Oh dude, it used to it randomly glitched one time while I was playing and it just screamed it over and over and over Kept and over and over. Pablo Hernandez. And I didn't want to turn it off. <laughs> um but yeah, adding Junior Furpo. Not bad. Not bad. Signed him for yeah. less than what uh, Barcelona paid for him, which is yeah. good business for us because Barca are obviously selling players on the cheap right now. Yeah. Um, um, he looks good. I think he well, should be he good. Looks, he'll be good for, yeah, that level of club. That's his, probably his level. Uh, he was never going to be a star at Barcelona and they overpaid for him. But this, is a, this <laughs> is a great signing to come in because he'll, he'll probably be a starting left back now over a, because Dallas, what's Dallas, 31? Dallas will play yeah. midfield. So play midfield. Towards, the, towards the end of the season, Alioski played more at left back and Dallas went into central midfield and he was excellent in there. So I think Stuart Dallas will play midfield. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Well, that's your leads quota used up for the season. So I might, oh, jump, come on. A, might jump across to your uh, the arch rivals. Um, the Manchester Red, United. Manchester Red. We'll go to them. Uh, <laughs> where where do they sit for you this year? You think? Well, I have. There's a burning question in my house right now as to whether or not uh, Rafael Varane can be called a bargain signing at fifty million pounds. What do you think? I think fifty million pounds is uh, maybe overpaying. I think this is a guy that's. He's a, I think we talked about this the other week and I'm just going to be repeating myself, but he's a good player. I don't think he's a great player. He's very much one of those players that, you know, like you chuck any most half decent players, you chuck them in a side next to Ramos and co in a Real Madrid side and a side that wins and they get valued higher than they're probably worth. 
And I think that's the case with Varane. And we've seen his his ability when without Ramos there next to him, his lack of composure, his mistakes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think he'll be a good player for them and he'll be a good to, uh, to slot straight in next to Maguire there. But 50 mil is a lot of money. And especially given you paid 85 for Sancho as well. Like it's just, I don't know, it's a lot of money. Yeah, they're, they are throwing some cash around. They're now four years without a trophy, eight years without a Premier League title, uh, first division title. I'm going to have yep. to train myself to do this. Um, this is, I think, the absolute make or break season for Oli, Oli in his wheel. If he doesn't win anything this season, I just, I can't see a future where Man United are winning things in the next five yep. years. Question has to be asked because he, you know, they can't use this excuse about not signing good players either because, you know, we went through the list the other week, like the the list of players in the last five seasons that they've signed is absolutely ridiculous. So they need to win something. Club yeah. this size. They're just, they're just at the make or break point now. Yeah. And Where I, do you I think also, they finish? Uh, I, th- oh, I think they finished fourth. Bang, same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think they finished behind Chelsea, Man City, Liverpool in that yep. order, Man United. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things like, I know they have their protests about the owners and stuff and for whatever, re- like, you know, those reasons are valid. But at the end of the day, they still have spent the money on the pitch and that kind of has to stop with Oli because they have spent the money on players. So that can't be an excuse. Um, protesting the owners for other stuff, fair enough, whatever. But for the actual on-field purchasing of players, stuff like that, I don't think it's valid at all. You look at the list of players they've signed, Oli has to get something out of it. Yep. Wholeheartedly agree. Let's, uh, I, I do think they beat Leeds on the first, first day of the season. Um, yeah. Old Trafford back with fans is going to be a formidable occasion. Oh yeah, for sure. That'll be oh what a they're great fixtures yeah. to watch. So can't wait to tune into that one. Nine um, PM on Saturday. That is a must watch for everybody across the country. Yeah. Um, you've already used your leads quota, by the way. So let's just be careful. Be very careful there. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Um, I, I was gonna use this there. gonna use this opportunity to segue it from Solkjar to another manager that has to doesn't have to win a trophy this season, but has to show significant, massive improvement. I'm going to say massive improvement has to be shown. And that's Mikel Arteta with Arsenal. Um, He's been given a lot more leniency than the previous managers, previous manager that came in to replace um, replace Wenger. So you mean the European um, Europa League winning Unai Emery? Yes, that one. Yes. Yep who got Arsenal to a Europa League final. Look, think, <coughs> yeah, nah, jokes aside, Emery had to go because they just were appalling. He got you them reckon? Over. Mm. They were appalling. Arsenal were appalling, but they we never don't got look to have any this better. Chance. They don't look any better under Arteta. So. No, I thought they they should have kept Emery like Man United kept Solskjaer, like, you just you have to plan with managers. You can't just let them go at the first sign. I understand the stats, and I, I realized where Arsenal were at the point where they sacked him. But you could 
you could have maintained, I think. Because like you said, Arteta has not provided anything better. No, he hasn't. But I think I still would have made the change. Um, I think we don't need to, uh, we probably don't need to go into it now. But yeah, the Emery thing, just like his selection of teams in crucial games sometimes was just like baffling to everybody. It was like, you just overthink it and just completely cock it up. Um, (laughs) But yeah. Onto Arteta though, he needs to show something this season because he's been given more leniency. We showed signs; uh, he showed signs of them getting better at periods, and then just dropped away real quickly. And they've spent some money; they spent money on Saliba, and then loaned him out. And now they've loaned him out again, and he hasn't got a chance. And now they've spent big on Ben White coming across from Brighton, which I think is one of the best signings of the league so far. Will be the signing of the window. I think he's the signing of the window. Uh, second. Oh, second third. of Lukaku. Mm. Yeah. I'm thinking if we're if you're rattling off the top few, off the top of my head, I'm straight away thinking Graylish, Sancho, Lukaku, and then I'm thinking Ben White. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And they picked up a left back from Benfica that's looked pretty good in their preseason games so far. Benfica pretty happy to sell him because money in the Portuguese league is pretty tight. So uh, they picked him up for eight mil. And like you mentioned earlier, Guendouzi going out on loan away. So um, I don't know. They've got their troubles. They're probably in desperate need of signing a number 10 because Odegaard's going back to Real Madrid. Danny Ceballos has gone back to Real Madrid. Um, a discussion for another day, but I don't know what is with this. Real Madrid seem to just keep players that they don't use and never sell them, which I don't. They don't want to sell them, but I, I don't. They don't use them either, so I just really don't get that. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts it's, on Arsenal? I think um, what Arsenal need is I can't remember exactly the club he plays for, but it's Sabitza, and he's on the market right now as well. And Leipzig. I think if you're looking at a Leipzig, yeah, if you're looking at a number 10, he's a fairly affordable price, anywhere between 20 to 25, 30 million euros. If you're looking for a 10, that's your guy. I wholeheartedly agree with you that, yeah, they, they're lacking a creative playmaker. You've got two outstanding strikers, Lacazette, Uber, you know, Ben White, hopefully will come in and stabilize the defense. And he gives such a great attacking option. His passing range is unreal. The balls he is going to pick out from centre back. Maybe you don't need a number ten. Maybe yep. you want. Maybe you just want the wingers bombing on and him being the archetype from centre back. Maybe yeah, you bring in two screening midfielders to protect the defence. You know, Arteta has to think outside the box with this team because he has limited options. Your best players are two homegrown Londoners, um, and you have to capitalise on this. The Arsenal Academy is wicked. Blood the young players. Play a system that Arteta knows and is actually indoctrinating amongst his team. Yep. And, you know, that, that's, that's how Arsene did it. This is, he created his own style. And that's what Arteta has to do. And that is what Arsenal is looking for. Yep, 100% agree. Hit the nail on the head. Um, uh, what was going to go to? Oh, yeah, we'll... We'll try and uh, we'll try and wrap it up pretty shortly, but uh, just I've got a good did... segue. Yeah, go on. Oh, well, go on what then. are we gonna do? Uh, that's all right. You go. 
I was going to say, one... if you want to segue to another club. Yeah, go on. Yeah, well, um, uh, Crystal Palace's new manager is Patrick Vieira. Yeah. I haven't looked at anything they've done. <laughs> Neither. I was just going to ask you, do you think they can play with nine DMs and Zaha? <laughs> uh, they'll probably try. They'll probably try. Um, I'd love to comment more on that, but I don't know. Great to see Patrick Vieira knocking about in the English first division again, though. Uh, this is excellent. so good. I wouldn't put it past him. He could probably just pull on the boots, to be honest. Have yeah, bring him out of retirement. Have a run. Yes. Do yeah. a festival. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else to add on Palace aside from that? Nothing. They've no. lost Andros. Okay. No, I, and we can segue again because I lost. they lost Andros Townsend to Everton, which I thought, fucking curious signing. Um, on top of that, an even more curious signing, Rafa Benitez is the manager. <laughs> yeah. What, uh, what is going on? <laughs> this is strange. Um, I don't really know what to make of this Everton side after last season. They were probably the biggest underachiever given their squad, I'd say. That's probably fair. And, and well, how they perhaps started. Them and, them and Arsenal were the two biggest underachievers. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I don't see them really being any better. Agreed. I'd, you know, they finished 10th last season and where they're going, they signed Townsend, Demarai Gray, you know, two good first division players. Goodish. They're, yeah. They're not going to take you above where you are in 10th. And the teams no. below them have only strengthened considerably. So, yeah. You know, Rafa is really going to have to come in. They've got to sort out their home form. That's the main thing. If they can turn that around, they'll probably finish in their usual position, eighth, seventh, sixth, fifth, whatever. But yeah, I can't see them finishing any better than what they did this season. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, they need something big from Richarlison, probably. He had yeah. a big he had a big Olympics. Not sure what gold he medal. did. Gold medal? Copa America. Yeah, gold medal. But... They need something big from him, given the money they paid. We've slated him enough on here, probably, given his form for Everton. But when you spend that kind of money on a Brazilian winger slash striker like that, you want to get a pretty decent return. Um, yeah, so and we're going to come after him. you. Yeah. Um, I might make this the last one, if that's okay. We've gone on a bit of a while, but we might segue into the other Merseyside team and finish with Liverpool. I know we have... <laughs> quite a few of our listeners are Liverpool fans. So sorry for making you guys wait. Just say we saved the best to last. Um, That's it. But yeah, this is a Liverpool side. I think will be. it's going to be out of them. And obviously they're going to be challenging for the title. Um, between them, City and Chelsea, I think it's going to be a good three-way battle. Obviously we said Chelsea will come out on top. It's going to be between City and Liverpool for that second spot for me. Um but yeah, they've just still kind of, they've just quietly gone about their business. Nothing huge in way of transfers, but looking solid still. Yeah, I hope, my hope for the season is the big six sides take more points off each other than they did in the previous season. Because we saw a lot of draws, saw a lot of shared points. It'll be nice to see Chelsea beat Liverpool, Liverpool beat City, City beat Chelsea, that kind of situation. And I think that yeah. may be what we get this season. Liverpool are going to be great again. 
They've got that core structure. It's still Sane, still Bobby, still Salah. Yeah. They've lost Wijnaldum, but you know, I think potentially they've got um, central midfield depth there that can come in, cover, and be able to provide. You know, Thiago obviously yeah. has to step up and have a better second season. Yeah, I think he will now as well with that one less player there. Probably gives him more football. Uh, they'll probably restructure that a little bit. They've still got what Fabinho in there, K two in there. Um, yeah, Henderson, talked, Milner. Yeah, Henderson, Milner. We talked about their defensive struggles at centre-back last season, obviously missing Van Dyke, but then we figured even with Van Dyke, they're probably still missing one to play next to him. Um, but they've gone out and spent 40 mil on the 22-year-old Frenchman from Leipzig, Ibrahima Kanate. So uh, not, I don't have much of an idea about him. To pay 40 mil for him, I'm pretty sure he was in that partnership with Pomacano at Leipzig, the two centre-backs. Um, and they were obviously, they were excellent, Leipzig. So, I don't know. This guy looks like he'd probably be a good signing. Yeah, I think he's going to be hugely effective in the in the Premier League. It's funny now that Liverpool last season had no centre-backs and they had to play two midfielders at centre-back. And now they've got like seven on the books. They've got still Matip, still Joe Gomez, the two that we've just mentioned. Yeah. And then those two emergency signings that they got in, the one from Preston and some other random guy. Yeah. The, uh, the dude from Schalke. Yeah. So they got... It's bizarre. Their transfer policy still trips me out, Liverpool. They, you know, they're obviously famous for signing Carroll for upwards of £40 million. I st- they still make just the most random, extravagant signings, and I don't... I don't, see, I don't see them progressing any further than what they did achieve in the previous season. So, yeah, yeah. Third, third position, probably quarterfinals of the Champions League. Yeah. They may win the FA Cup potentially, but I think it's back to, back to where Liverpool were after their... They had four really good seasons and they, they're another team that haven't added anything that's more dynamic or more different from what they have been previously. So they're going to stagnate, unfortunately. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I guess they'd probably be happy with that stagnation, which would have them still sitting in a title-challenging spot in the mix in the Champions League. Um, yeah, that's, that's about all I got. I don't know. I think they would have wanted a dynasty after the first title. I think they probably looked at it and mm. thought, holy shit, we can go five years back to, back to back to back. Perhaps. I think they got the Champions League as well, so that softens it. The tough one is that year with like, you know, where they lost like two games or whatever. One um, game, I think it was. It was. One game. Lost one game and yeah. didn't win the league to Man City. Yeah. So that's that hurts. That's a big. tough one. But then they did get it in the end. Um, no one saw it because of COVID. No one was there. Um, yep. So did it happen? I'm going to say no. If a tree falls in the forest and there's no one there to see Liverpool in the league, is did, it make, a noise and, did yes. it make a noise and did Liverpool win the league? Is it being yeah. logged for profit down in Tasmania? Yes. No, they, they did. You didn't need to go there. You don't need to, you don't need to start this. They, <laughs> they did win Rubby the league. And they, they did win the league and they did win it well. Um, and yeah, a three-way challenge for the top flight in England but we're going with Chelsea on top. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, agreed. Fair. All right. Should, should we end it with a little bit of Ange watch? 
Uh, very quickly, have you got something on this or are you looking to me? 6-0, even Rogic scored. Can you believe it? Can, can we at least pronounce it Rogic? No, it's Rogic. Nah, can't be. It's, Cro- it's Croatian background. Can't be Rogic. Why not? It's Is that against Rogic. their law? I'm pretty sure it's Rogic. Fine. Anyway, Fine. Scotty Tommy gets on the score sheet. Yeah. Uh, Tom Rogic will, looks like he'll probably play a bit more of a role this season because Ange looks like the sort of manager at Celtic who's going to shuffle the side based on who they're playing. So, like, why would you need to play two defensive midfielders against the likes of Dundee when you can fit an extra playmaker exactly. in? Which is exactly who what would he have did. thought. He played, he played Ryan Christie and with Callum McGregor and Tom Rogic in there. So, fine. Um, yeah, that's going to be an interesting battle this season because uh, Rangers lost their first league game in over a season, obviously undefeated last season. Um, Celtic lost their first game of the season this year and then Yes, uh, they did. <laughs> Rangers lost the second, so things are all square there. Um, what was I did have a mention about two Scottish play, Scottish Premier League players, Callum McGregor at Celtic, both the captains, the Celtic captain Callum McGregor, he's just taken over captaincy this year, and the Rangers captain James Tavernier. I'm really surprised these guys have never gotten a Premier League move, to be honest. Um, I'm not sure if it's just to do with age, like Callum McGregor is 28 now, I think. And Tavernier's 29. But even at that age, I still I think both of those guys have the ability to play for a solid mid-table Premier League side, but just have never yeah. got never got the move for whatever reason. I believe I re- Tavernier I know, played, I that. Tavernier yeah, played for Leeds in like League One and the championship, maybe. Um I reckon he played for Wigan yeah. in the Premier League, didn't he? I don't think so, no. I, I looked at it the other day and I, the prem. I looked at, at it the other day to check if he'd played Premier League and I'm pretty sure he hadn't. But okay. I do remember him at Leeds, yeah. Yeah, but he he is excellent and so is Callum McGregor. So just yeah, that's all I've really got on that. Just surprised. Don't you think Yeah, played. don't you think at 28, 29, that would actually be an ideal signing for a middling Premier League team to like offer just stability, you know. Uh, first division experience, a guy, you know, they've got international experience and they're just, you know, proper footballers, professionals. They're the kind of guys you want in your in your dressing room. Yeah, well, I would have thought so. And I wouldn't have thought they'd cost a heap as well, like at that age, um, you know, and they're, the players would you'd think would jump at it given the wages in Scotland can't be as good as like mid-table Premier League clubs. So who knows? Who knows? I was also going to mention Rangers um, not being able to progress into the Champions League. And this, there was an interesting story with this because apparently they've already spent their Champions League group stage money and now they haven't qualified. <laughs> yeah, I did, I did read something about this. Um, I don't know too much about it, but I know it is an ongoing problem at the moment for the top Scottish side to not be able to qualify for the Champions League group stage. And it, it hurts them financially and just makes it even harder for them to do it again the next season. True. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's no flow on effect. The good thing for Leeds is Ryan Kent may be coming. What did I tell you about that quota? You've already That's used it. it. We're done. We're done. We're going to try we're and done. go back. Yeah, we're done. We're going to wrap it there. It's been a long one. 
Um, thanks for listening. If you're still here. Um, yeah. Tune it's in next exciting, week. Sam. It's it exciting. exciting. The seasons are starting. We it have is. to talk at length. We will. We did. We did. And we shall again. How much Premier League are you going to watch this weekend? Or are you going to tune into Europe? What's your go-to? What's your game of the uh, weekend? You got any picked out? No, nah, I don't. I haven't even looked. All right. Leeds Man yeah. U, everyone. All right. Sleep well. We'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. Thank you. Bye.